Hey girl. Hey, Hey girl. Hey, how, how, how's it hanging? <laughs> Going. How's, how are y'all creepies creepers? You guys enjoying um, the remaining parts of summer? I know I'm a fall girl and I know Lo is, you are a summer girl because Lo sent me a Marco Polo the other day of pumpkin, what was it? Pumpkin spice coffee creamer. And you're like coffee and coffee creamer and the shelf was from head to toe. And I'm like, it's happening, (laughs) which I love pumpkin spice smell. So don't get it twisted. But I like it to start in September. Just give me to the end of August. I, I, yeah, I definitely get that. Cause like, I do love summer. Summer's my second favorite. I just get so like pumped for fall that like, I, I like get like so excited when like, like Dunkin' or like Starbucks brings out their pumpkin flavors. And like when everything starts to get a, a little bit colder, I don't like cold, you know, but like, like high sixties, like perfect weather to me. Right, so I, right. I just get a little a little pumped but I I agree I feel like it probably should it could wait till September yeah it could it should um kind of fallish is the wine that we're drinking today yes it's St. Julian Head Games which is a ding 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 you'll see in a few minutes mm-hmm. um but it's a spiced red wine and normally I don't like red wines but this one is kind of with the spiced in it makes it a little sweeter so it's okay it's good it's good not bad for an eight dollar bottle of wine okay also the design on the wine bottle just makes it that much cooler with like the skeleton guy yeah we'll post a picture of it on our instagram but um definitely a cool bottle for sure um yeah you know who to prove monica padman yeah if she answers our um instagram dm ever we'll see we'll see (laughs) so what up monica what up dax what's up gang so before we get into it but this is gonna roll into it okay Um, (laughs) i like how you rolled your like shoulders when you said that you were like it's gonna roll into it (laughs) so back in 2000 maybe 13 i want to say somewhere around there you know who i thought was the most annoying hated makes my blood boil on the internet and tv and just could not hate even more than life itself 2013 i gotta think for a minute um where was i at in life in 2013 i was a junior in high school who would have been so hated were were they hated or you just personally hated them um i believe he was hated i for sure did it's a man all right We've talked about this. I think it's 13. My years could be off. So don't hold me accountable. Oh my God. Why am I spacing on any celebrity in 2013? (laughs) Actor? Wait, what's his profession? Douchebag. Oh, damn. Um, He doesn't have a profession. Um, If I tell you, it's going to give it away. I'm going to know. Okay. Hmm, I don't know. Okay, do you want a big hint? Yeah, I think I need it. Okay, so someone who didn't annoy me was Brody Jenner. Spencer Pratt. Yes. Oh, so I was way off. It's 2006. Where the hell did I get 2013? Well, the show ran for like, what, five years? Oh, so yeah. 
And then, like, they re-ran it for years, like, every single day pretty much on MTV. Because I watched it in high school. Yeah, I don't think I watched it, too, like, from day one that it premiered. I might have been late to the, you know. Right. Well, I feel like that still counts because I think he was still hated in 2013. So (laughs) that still works. (laughs) So, yeah, Spencer Pratt, he makes my blood boil. Even I've been listening to some of the the hills podcasts so i went back and watched the hills from the beginning again just as my mind numbing tv that i don't gotta think of anything hard i can just watch it oh yeah that's like sometimes the best tv but i can tell you it's not as fun now that i know like so much of it's not real like i just read a thing saying like the whole Elsie and brody thing was totally fake none of that was legit and I was really sad because I thought that Elsie was really his girl, like homies, friends, like, and the whole thing was an act. Right. Like, it's so disappointing because it's one thing, like, you can love scripted shows, but like when it's reality and then you like love the people in it and like their relationships and stuff, you get even more excited because it's like real. But then it's like, oh, it actually wasn't real at all yeah and i just heard that her and audrina aren't even friends and that made me sad yeah i think literally i think the only one she really is friends with is low which is like weird because that's lc's friend oh i was talking about lc oh i don't know if audrina might be friends with her i don't know but i just yeah it said that they had like jealousy problems because they had the same same agent and like a lot of the stuff was going to Lauren instead of her. And then there's rumors that Lauren slept with um, Justin Bobby later in life, which I find hard to believe because she despised him. Yeah, I and, never believed that rumor. And they said that they hooked up while they were in Vegas, like all the stuff. So they haven't really talked. And I'm just like, that makes me sad because I really thought those two were BFFs. I knew some of the show was fake and I knew some of it were scripted. I'm not that naive. But I thought some of the relationships were actually real friends, you know. Right. Did they actually live together? Yes. They did. Okay. I wonder if they so. I wonder if they had like if they had a friendship for like a little bit, but then it said on the episode where there was an episode, I can't remember what it was, that they kind of had a falling out on the show. And that's kind of where it started to fall apart okay gotcha like and the saying that lauren's very controlling of her friends and she's a very controlling person and that if you don't do what she wants or her way she's just like whatever she's like this kind of what happened with heidi and then then happened again with audrina so is it really lauren not the others which i stopped reading because i don't want to read that because i really love lauren so i'm like i can't read this no more i don't want to get a bad image of her that's like that whole trend that's going around um online where it's like when you get older and you realize that like your favorite character or like the main characters of all these shows that you used to love are were actually like the toxic ones yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like that's so sad but it is kind of true like in a lot of shows we were like wow they were actually not that great of a person but I gotta so- get on that podcast you got all the tea man I gotta listen to that but well this is not a hill's podcast so we're so sorry for the rambling on um, <laughs> Hills, Hills podcast recap <laughs> um it just all started because i just wanted to talk about how much i hated spencer pratt the internet reality tv 
all that kind of stuff, which leads us into the next hated person on the internet that I can't stand and makes my blood boil. Crystal is going to tell us all about it. Oh, yes. Um, He is indeed, I mean, has to be the most hated man on the internet. Um, And if you don't know about him, you you will find him to be the most hated man on the internet after this episode. Um, So this kind of, we got started on this. Lo suggested it to me. Um, If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary series on him, his name is Hunter Moore. And the Netflix doc is called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Um, Very fitting name. As we discussed, he fits the description. So (laughs) definitely works with that. Yeah, he uh, he was a I don't I was going to say shady, but he wasn't even shady. He was like a full out asshole and like owned it. You know what I mean? So kind of we're going to get into all of the drama that came along with Mr. Hunter Moore. So Hunter Moore, he was born March 9th, 1986. um, And he is from Sacramento, California. Popularly today, he's known originally the title, the most hated man on the internet came from a Rolling Stone um, magazine article that kind of blew up. And then Netflix made the documentary And they picked up the name from that. So in 2010, he created the revenge porn website called isanyoneup.com. And this allowed users to post sexual and explicit photos of people online without their consent. Um, And usually it was accompanied by the person in the picture's personal information With things such as their full freaking names, like links to their um, social media accounts and their addresses, which is so sick. He was a horrible person for not only creating this website, but because he refused to take down pictures on request. So like people would, girls would like, well, girls and guys, you know, they didn't just, it was mostly girls, I'm pretty sure, but um, there definitely were guys on there. People would email him, tweet him. I mean, anyway, they could get in contact with him to like basically beg for him to take these pictures down and this information down of them off of his website. Because clearly, I mean, it could ruin people's lives, ruin their jobs, all these things. Um, But he refused. And he even called himself a professional life ruiner and compared himself to Charles Manson. So like he was proud of this and he was proud of like being a complete a-hole so the website was up for 16 months during which hunter stated several times that he was protected by the same laws that protect facebook um especially at that time 2010 era um there definitely were a lot less laws that were out to like protect people on the internet So Moore also paid a hacker to break into email accounts of victims and steal private photos to post, which he never, obviously he didn't want that out because that's illegal. Um, But he always claimed that it would be like exes posting pictures of, you know, private pictures that their exes sent for revenge or whatever. Um, But the fact that 
he had a whole hacker guy take innocent people's pictures, which I don't even understand like how how this person found these specific people and their emails and how exactly that works. But um, yeah, pretty effed up that he just like literally straight up stole private images from people. So um, the site did end up closing in April of 2012, and it was sold to an anti-bullying group. um, And we'll kind of get a little bit more into that um, in a little bit. But that's when it ultimately shut down. So uh, the Netflix series was just released, like, I think, like, a month ago, maybe. Like, it really is pretty new. Um, And it's based on more and he actually initially agreed to take part in the series. So he was like going to like, you know, be one of the people that you see in like these interviews. Um, but then he actually changed his mind. And because he has a tool bag. Yeah. Straight facts. Um, <laughs> and Netflix obviously used all this stuff anyways. I like how, you know, at the end, I forget exactly what it said when the show was like ending because there's like three episodes in it it said like oh he didn't he declined to be part of the series but we used all of his videos and photos and tweets and everything anyways you know basically being like karma bitch like you used all these people's things that they didn't want to be a part of so we're gonna use all your information and put it on netflix um and it reached so far has reached number three on the netflix top 10 which is a huge deal that means lots and lots of people um know all about mr hunter more now good i hope it stays for like ever yeah i feel like he has to be in like hiding or something because i mean how could you go out and like i don't even know like if i saw him i would want to like throw my drink on him or something (laughs) so vicious I just want to throw my drink on him. <laughs> Most people will follow that up with that. I would just want to so just like kick him in the face or punch him in the freaking forehead. <laughs> like, I would throw my water on him. And you know I what? It gets in your eyes. And you know what? I say right now that I would throw my drink on him, but I probably wouldn't. I probably just like give him the side eye and that would literally be the extent of what I do (laughs) so uh, Hunter Moore he grew up in Woodland California he attended and was expelled from Woodland Christian School not surprising (laughs) he started the website is anyone up in 2010 and he stated that the site was originally intended to be a nightlife website So very different turn of events happened um, after he and some friends received sexually explicit pictures from women that they were hooking up with at the time. The site was changed and it featured revealing photos and videos of people who were not um, like professional models, like selling these pictures. They were just like, you know, any person just taking private photos And they linked it to their social networking profiles on Facebook or Twitter. And isanyoneup.com not only allowed people to anonymously upload explicit images and videos, Moore had also enabled a comment section where visitors to the site could leave their thoughts on like the pictures of people. 
And in majority of the cases, none of the comments were positive. Um, It was like horrible. I can't even imagine how that would be for like the victims of the website. Um, Even like in the most hated man on the internet, um, the documentary comments would often criticize a person's looks, you know, with some people leaving death threats and other site visitors you know, just like praising Hunter Moore for his like, cruelty. Wouldn't he start a question and he would kind of like name like a headline and then be like, go and just like tell people just like by yeah. saying go like, okay, tear her apart, go. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, and I think with a couple of the girls, I remember um, it was like they were asking for him to like take their profile down like take these pictures down whatever and then he would like be so horribly cruel and then like start something like that where he would like tell his disgusting group of followers to go leave horrible disgusting comments on yeah he even did like one of his guy friends he did it too yeah like he had no remorse for any of it and the comments were just horrible like they would obviously pick apart like the people's looks like and their bodies like I can't even imagine like knowing if someone like posted a nude picture of you that you didn't want posted and it said your name and your social media account and your address and then people were like literally tearing you apart in the comments like the amount of like damage that has to do to a person's like mental well-being I can't even fathom that so if we said it before people don't give out your don't give out your nudes don't give out your pictures don't give out your information like once it's on the internet it's there forever mm-hmm. don't it's even stuck. if it's your boyfriend don't trust it don't right do it. <laughs> literally i can't even imagine the amount of people on this site who like you know thought that they were like just sending it to their boyfriend or whatever and then they broke up and the boyfriend was like well here i'm gonna go put it on this website like it's so horrifying and let alone the people who got hacked and literally <laughs> didn't send it to anybody um so many of the people who were on this website were outraged by inclusion on the site claiming that explicit photos had been hacked from their personal computers or shared with former boyfriends or girlfriends and that the photos had been posted as a form of revenge because of this the site's content became known as revenge porn so i think this is really where that was created um it never really was a thing before this website so hunter moore kind of is like the trademark person for revenge porn And he reportedly responded to multiple ceased and desist letters with simply, quote, LOL, and would regularly argue that the law protected his activities. So people would, you know, be begging for him to take these things down and they would get lawyers to, like, represent them. And he literally responded with LOL. Hunter claimed that the website attracted 30 million page views monthly, as well as yielding $8,000 to $13,000 a month in ad revenue. In response to public bragging by Hunter about the website, BBC News named Hunter the Nets most hated man, and then which led Rolling Stone to obviously call him the most hated man on the internet. And eventually he was banned from Facebook. 
not Twitter yet. He was a savage on Twitter, though, because some of the tweets that he would write out were just horrific. He definitely believed that he was like a Charles Manson. He like thought he was like God. Yeah, well, what ended in Charles Manson? How did that work out for him? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Didn't work out too freaking well. So Moore eventually faced numerous lawsuits and an FBI investigation. He was also kind of like, side note, like small part, he was also stabbed in the shoulder with a pen by a woman who was featured on the site. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's awesome. She just walked up to him and stabbed him in the shoulder with a pen. Um, (laughs) uh, He actually lived with his grandmother for a period of time while he was like kind of in like hiding because he feared that he would be murdered in his sleep due to constant death threats. And all I really have to say about that is like, how does it feel? Like that's karma. Like you're putting people's addresses and information out there and telling people to go attack attack these people and they're getting death threats. So now you're the one getting it and you're like fearing for your life. I just feel like that's that's just karma at its finest. Yeah, part of it where I was like, oh my F in God. Like the audacity of this man like i know just know when he came out with a coat over his head when he was arrested hiding his face i'm like how dare you sir like seriously literally so funny i'm like i wanted to jump through my tv like like the audacity yes that's the word of the day yeah write it down the freaking audacity like the fact that he didn't want his picture taken is so hilarious i'm like are you so dumb or you're just like so cruel i think it's both like it has to be both (laughs) if i was those cops i'd be like yeah no put the coat down exactly i'd be like you're getting your picture taken i take give me the coat like his lawyer probably made it happen yeah I don't even know why. Because he was paid would... to. Exactly. I'm like, why would anybody want to represent him? Money. I feel like, yeah, money. But even his lawyer um, that actually ended up quitting, I think his his first lawyer, definitely he lasted for a bit, but not super long because he was kind of seeing like the, the gravity of the situation. And he was like, okay, whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa, Charlotte Laws back. was like, um, let me tell you, sir. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's like, yeah. oh my God, I can't keep digging him out of this shit. He's an idiot. I quit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Good decision on his part. <laughs> no matter what the money situation would have been, I feel like it was probably his best uh, decision to step back from representing him. So on April 19th, 2012, when all of this investigation was going down and everybody was kind of starting to turn on Hunter Moore, he ended up selling the website to an anti-bullying group run by former Marine James McGibney for $12,000. 
Um, after it was sold, all of the pornographic material was removed and anyone who looked for the website, like typing, you know, is anyone up.com, they were immediately redirected to bullyville.com, which basically is just a website for anti-bullying. And so I freaking love James McGibney. He is awesome. The fact that he bought this website and then like removed all the explicit content and then just redirected people to his website is genius. And he is forever a legend in my mind for doing that because he was like definitely one of the first steps in taking down Hunter Moore. Yeah. And I don't want to do a spoiler, but I love the friends that he brought. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. Amazing. Amazing team behind him. So you kind of just mentioned her, Charlotte Laws. She was a mother of one of the victims on the site. Her daughter kind of came to her and was like very upset and like freaked out, obviously, because her email had gotten hacked. And so she basically had a bunch of her phone's pictures that she sent to her email because she was like having low storage on her phone. And one of the photos that was sent to her email was a topless one that she took of herself for herself. So she didn't ever send it to anybody. So she, that's how they kind of like in the first step knew that it had to have been hacking because she never sent the picture to anybody else. She literally only sent it to her own email. So the hacker got into her email took the topless photo of her along with several other clothed pictures and uploaded it onto the Is Anyone Up site along with her Facebook link, her full name, phone number, and address. So clearly being a furious and an amazing mom, Charlotte decided to track Hunter more down. And she basically conducted a two-year investigation where she compiled evidence from more than 40 victims that she talked with, almost all who had been hacked in the same way that her daughter was, and she gave it to the FBI. I mean, this woman went to so many lengths to take this guy down. Yeah, so she, first off, obviously, step one, like, did everything she can to reach out to Hunter more personally. And of course, he basically laughed in her face and told her to like F off. Um, and then she just kept going like online, trying to like, you know, advocate for like getting the site down and like the pictures down and all this stuff. And he basically told his followers to like go harass her, attack her, like literally anything to like, he just didn't care. And he was like, F this lady whatever and she was definitely getting harassing messages and stuff like that but that didn't stop her you know she reached out to at least 40 people 40 of the victims and got their stories compiled and she reached out to you know different journalists and her husband was a lawyer who he was not on board at first which really pissed me off but then he eventually got on board and helped her try to take this guy down and she was in contact with his lawyer she literally did like I feel like she did more work than the FBI did to take Hunter Moore down. So for sure. She definitely put all the the paperwork trials. She did all the investigating. She did all the hard stuff. Literally, she did all like the the original hard work and then just like basically handed all of her hard work over to the FBI to finish him off, basically. (laughs) 
So in 2012, Hunter Moore and his colleague hacker named Charles Evans, um, who went under the alias of Gary Jones, they were suspected of this hacking related crime. And The Wire stated that on multiple occasions, Hunter paid Evans to break into the email accounts of victims and steal nude photos to post on the Is Anyone Up website. When it became apparent to Hunter Moore that news about his FBI investigation was beginning to surface to the public, he pretty much just responded with, I will literally fucking buy a first class fucking plane ticket right now, eat an amazing meal, buy a gun in New York, and fucking kill whoever talked about my FBI investigation. I'm that pissed over it. I'm actually mad right now. Like, what is little toddler? He sounds like a toddler throwing <laughs> like a tantrum. And he that's kind of goes to show he was more mad. He was more mad about people finding out about the FBI investigation than, you know, ever giving a single care about actually hurting and ruining people's lives. Oh, that was just Tim showing how scared he was because he knew. Exactly. That, you know, so you can't act scared alive for all those peeps. So he's got to try to act badass, which he didn't look like a badass. He just looked like you said a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. He looked like a D-bag. Yeah, he was not helping, uh, not helping his case out at all because people were really starting to hate him. Now, he still had like his band of like evil, you know, followers, like basically cult followers. Yeah, they called him like father. Yeah, like they were super weird, like like, weirdly attached. God, you are our God. Yes. And they were they they called themselves the family. Like, yeah, they were. I, I feel like these were people who I don't know, were not doing great in life or something like emotionally or something so they like clung on to hunter like thinking he was this like amazing funny cool guy but clearly he was like uh, he was a life ruiner yeah um he so hunter also threatened to burn down the village voice headquarters if they ran a story about his fbi investigation and they ran the story regardless because they're amazing so (laughs) and he did not burn it down um on january 23rd 2014 hunter was indicted in a federal court in california following his arrest by the fbi on charges of conspiracy unauthorized access to a protected computer and aggravated identity theft many of these crimes were committed in an effort to obtain the nude images of people against their own will. So he was released two days later from Sacramento County Jail on a $100,000 bond. He was allowed no access to the internet and was required by law to dismantle the archives he owned for the Is Anyone Up database while the FBI monitored him like the whole time doing so. So he was being like closely watched. Um, and On January 24th, 2015, exactly one year after Moore had last tweeted, tweets began to reappear on his account, making it seem like he had returned to the internet. But his mom claims that his account was like hacked or taken over and he had nothing to do with the tweets. I don't really know what I believe with that. Part of me 
thinks I mean, I could see it being hacked and somebody like trying to be like stupid, funny and like make it seem like he was back on the Internet. But I also could see him like, you know, going against rules and trying to like go back to Twitter again, too. So not sure where I stand with that. On February 18th, he entered a guilty plea with the Central District of California U.S. Attorney's Office in which he admitted to aggravated identity theft and aiding and abetting in the unauthorized access of a computer. And in addition to his mandatory prison sentence, Moore also agreed to a three-year period of supervised probation, a $2,000 fine, and a $145.70 in restitution. Um, And he also received an order that he delete all the data on his seized computers. Under the plea, he would serve a minimum of two years in prison and a maximum of seven years and a $500,000 fine. I feel like he literally had no choice but to take the plea deal. I mean, they searched his house. They like took his computers. They had all the evidence that they needed. He would have been stupid, I feel like, if he didn't take the the guilty plea. Yeah, but I feel like he was so cocky that his lawyer probably had to be like shut up and take it (laughs) for real i could see him Uh, yeah i guess i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't take it because of just how like high his dumb ego is i yeah i literally would not be surprised if his lawyer had to like talk him into taking that (laughs) um On July 2nd, 2015, his accomplice, the hacker, Charles Evans, pleaded guilty to charges of computer hacking and identity theft, confessing to stealing hundreds of images from women's emails accounts and selling them to Hunter. And he also faced seven years in prison. And on November 16th, that same year, he was ultimately sentenced to two years and one month in prison, as well as a $2,000 fine and a $147.50 restitution. So, yeah, Charles Evans was charged before Hunter Moore. And Hunter Moore ended up getting charged on December 2nd, 2015 to two and a half years in federal prison, followed by three years of supervised release. He was also ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation while imprisoned, um, and he ended up being released from prison in May 2017. Um, On March 8th, 2013, Bullyville founder James McGivney won a $250,000 defamation judgment against Hunter Moore. Moore reportedly called McGivney a pedophile and threatened to rape his wife. So I'm very glad that he won that money because like those are just, first of all, to call someone a pedophile is like a horrible accusation, you know, if they're not, because like that's like the one of the worst things that you could call somebody and then to like threaten to rape his wife is just like disgusting so i'm glad that james won that money um so not only obviously did hunter moore go to prison and have to pay all this money but speaking of james mckibney and his friends as lo kind of mentioned earlier he knows some people in the group anonymous and they Which in case you don't know they're anonymous yeah they yes they are anonymous <laughs> um, 
And I really didn't Don't know. ask us who they are. Right. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't have the scoop on that yet. Um, but if we ever actually no, if I ever found out, I would never tell because I wouldn't want them to come after me. Um <laughs> but I really didn't know that much about anonymous before I kind of watched this. Like I had heard of them a little bit before, but I really didn't know much about them. But if you guys don't know, they're like a group of anonymous hackers <laughs> and they, they will fuck your shit up literally they will fuck your shit up and ruin your life in any way that they can by hacking into basically hacking your life um but they only go after like pretty much people who deserve it so that's why they're so bad after bullies yeah exactly that's why they're amazing and i can be in full support of of all of this they like hacked into his bank accounts and like they just tore they this man everything apart. in his bank account they gave to like a woman's shelter mm-hmm. or like a homeless shelter they dude they made him dead for like a month like they deleted his social security number and made him dead that was they, amazing <laughs> they deleted and killed the website they just totally annihilated this guy and i'm like Yes, I am here for it. Right? They tore him to shreds and it was incredible. Like, I'm so glad that he was charged and had to go to prison. But like, for some reason, what Anonymous did to him was so much sweeter because he like relied so heavily on his like internet persona and like how people viewed him and they just completely wrecked him on that front and it was beautiful it was beautiful so i love it like a wrecking ball for real (laughs) yeah so they're Uh, incredible and hunter moore for sure got what he had coming to him so where is he now where is hunter moore now you may ask um at the moment very little is known about where hunter is at now at this time Living in his mom's basement um, in a dark room, wrapped up in a blanket, binging Netflix and drinking and collecting his tears into a cup. Sitting in fetal position, (laughs) rocking (laughs) Rocking back back and and forth. forth. (laughs) (laughs) Just watching the most hated men on the internet like over and over again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he is currently 36 years old. Um, he was released from prison in May 2017, and he agreed to a three-year period of supervised probation, um, which would have come to an end in 2021. So he is a completely free man at the moment, but he pretty much lives super under the radar, which is kind of shocking. I thought that, you know, he would want to come back with like a vengeance but maybe even the most evil can be broken and he just doesn't want well he's banned from all social media so it's kind of hard to that's true yeah i guess that's true it would be hard for him to come back so following his release from prison he told substream magazine that he planned to make edm tracks um he released one called make the internet great again (laughs) of course he did um additionally he wrote a book called is anyone up the story of revenge porn in 2018 now i 
don't recommend if you guys want to read this book you totally can but i wouldn't recommend supporting him so i wouldn't recommend buying it and reading it and rolling stone reported in 2012 that hunter moore was like low said banned from using facebook um i guess he does appear to be active on twitter though so he's not officially banned from them but i don't think he's like writing as many horrible tweets as he was back in the day on june 30th he actually shared a screenshot of the netflix title page for the most hated man on the internet with his 4,000 followers he also reposted the documentary's trailer on july 15th with the caption his favorite caption and his favorite response lol um he opened up actually about his decision to not participate in the netflix docuseries so he kind of tweeted about it he said a lot of you have been asking why i didn't tell my side of the story on netflix documentary well at first we had all agreed about the terms and all but at the end they wouldn't let me tell my side of the story basically i had to say what they wanted me to say so i back off he tweeted most importantly, the most, most hated man on the internet raises awareness of revenge porn, its victims, the power of social media, and the impact of trolling, which is a strong intention of the project director, Robert Miller. Um, and he kind of shared that with Newsweek, how that was his main goal going into making this documentary. He said, I think it's important to stress it's a historic story about the issue is so very contemporary there are a lot more kind of hunter moors out there there are people that are kind of doing these horrible acts and kind of so-called revenge pornography and there's a huge amount of online bullying so we really hope that people watch this and think about not just the real world but the online world that we all inhibit and how what they write online can affect others like so profoundly and that kind of like rolls into like the victims. Um, there were so many like thousands of victims from this website and the amount of damage that it caused to so many different people's lives is just like so insane when you really think about it. In The Most Hated Man on the Internet, some of his victims spoke very bravely of their experiences and how the moment their images appeared on isanyoneup.com, their lives like changed forever. One of Moore's victims, Destiny Benedict, she uh, she was known as Butthole Girl. Oh, this girl. Which horrible, horrible name. Um, so yeah, she was known as that to the Is Anyone Up fans. Um, and she posed in a series of images and videos um originally it was in hopes that more would remove a picture of her kids from the site that was attached to sexually explicit images of her so initially her goal of like talking with hunter was please take this picture of my children down at least which i can totally you know support that goal i think it was sick that he even allowed a picture of her children to be up on that website um but she kind of she i i felt horrible for her but also i i was like kind of back and forth in my mind with her a little bit if i'm being honest because she kept posing and like sending all these pictures for the website 
and like you know she has that name that nickname for a reason she kind of agreed to do this like video with hunter so he asked her to well a couple of things one she had to put a cell phone up her butt yeah which it was a samsung Gal- galaxy s the ogs like those were pretty big <laughs> but the topper was he was video talking to her and he asked her to put her fist in her butt and she did it but then she went on to claim like i didn't know he was really going to post a video like girl the man showed no remorse no hold back no nothing for anybody why would you think you were different like why like you knew right like and she's like she knew it was gonna be posted she had to have known she had to have known because it's like she was like oh i didn't even know he was recording i'm like what (laughs) like do you i barely know this guy like i just obviously have been introduced to him like do this whole thing but like it was so well known back then and she was in it like she she knew he was a horrible person so yeah I kind of went back and forth with her you know like I I do feel bad for her but also I think she could have prevented some things if she just didn't agree to do these things Kira Hughes she was a model and she is Hunter Moore's ex-girlfriend she was really involved in the documentary as well she also spoke about her relationship with him during the time that the most hated man on the internet was growing and the moment that she realized like basically how extreme all these things that he was doing she says i was surprised at how deeply it really hurt and changed people and i think part of the reason for that particularly for the woman you know kind of showcased in this documentary and i'm sure that happens now as well but particularly for our women because it was the early days of it and so it hadn't really happened before she made it kind of seem like she didn't really know the extent of everything that he was doing and like how horrible he was being which i feel like that could that could definitely be true but also to a point you have to see like how effed up all of this was you know what I mean yeah I mean if those tears were real on the show then okay she's sorry she's showing remorse she she's not with him no more but I can't believe that being with him for all those years okay or how I guess it was only up for 16 months so that year that they were together like you never went on the website. You never seen the website. You never seen what people were typing, texting, how these girls were being victimized. You seen it. You had to have. Like, you know, maybe at the time she was just so infatuated with him for whatever known reason. And love is blind. It had to be completely blind for that one. But I don't know. I, I'm with you. I kind of have a hard time. Um, a lot of people though are saying like, they don't buy it. Like she knew what was going on, you know? Yeah. I have a hard time like thinking like, how could she be so, so blind to it? Yeah. And like when people are constantly reaching out and pleading 
for the pictures to be taken down. Like, I just feel like, how can you not see that? I don't know. As a woman yourself, you know? Right. Even if nobody did reach out, like, I would be like, this is not okay. (laughs) Like, to just even know that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe he was blackmailing her. Who knows what he had on her? You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly. I mean, he's also seemed like a horrible boyfriend. Like, he seemed like he was probably cheating on her all the time. Yeah, what did he say in the video? Hi, I'm here sleeping with all your girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, literally no shame either. He, like, he just didn't care. He literally thought he was, like, the greatest man walking on the earth. And it's just sad because, you know, raising a teenage girl myself, like, I would never want Charlotte to think that this is normal, that this is okay, that this is, you know... Even if she became 21, 25, to be at a bar and, you know, dressing in a way and trying to get her five minutes of fame. So I'm going to sleep with this guy or send him pictures or any of the skeezy things like, no, that is not okay. Like, and I don't, those girls, their self-confidence have to be so low that for five minutes of fame, you're going to do that? Like... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, for real. Like, to they really don't didn't get anything out of it. So, like, I I kind of agree with you. I feel like it has to be like a low self esteem thing. Like thinking like this guy who's like you know popular on the internet, it makes it worth it or something. But it totally totally doesn't. And- I mean, I guess to some people it's just you know it's a party, but. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But that one girl, um, what did it say? Her name was Destiny, butthole girl. Yeah. Um, she's a sex worker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like for her. Um, I feel that w- what she did with um, being on the site, and I feel like for her, I don't think she was embarrassed as much as she says. I think she was upset that her kids pictures because it took it to her Facebook that bothered her because mm-hmm. she lost like half her kids. Um, but if you're a sex worker before this and after this, I'd be willing to bet that she used a lot of this to get clientele. She probably banked from this. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So like, I don't really feel bad for her either. Right. Like, I feel like the way that she wanted to be portrayed on the documentary was like a victim, but she definitely put herself in most of those uh, scenarios. But yeah, I would not be surprised if she definitely banked and got a ton of clients from from being this like well-known, you know self-esteem girl (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely definitely a way to put it (laughs) so yeah the creator robert miller of this documentary says people were still figuring out a term for it in those days because it was so new he says so i think that just made it even more kind of traumatizing and terrifying for these women it wasn't a common thing like we see it now It was the beginning of it, and that must have been so scary. 
we're used to seeing those sorts of things or understanding that they're circulated on the internet. But I think in those days, they weren't used to it. And that just makes it even more shocking, even more exposing, and made them feel even more vulnerable. Um, Robert Miller also recalled speaking with Kayla Laws, who was Charlotte Law's daughter, um, whose intimate and personal images had been posted on Is Anyone Up after being hacked. He said, I remember having a conversation with Kayla and when she was talking to us about being posted for the first time, I mean, there were tears just welling up in her eyes. It was so kind of raw and immediate that, and the legacy of that time in her life was so evident. So I can only imagine, I mean, this happening today would be hor- like horrifying and like traumatizing for all the people But I understand what he's saying about it probably being way worse at that point because there were just, it was just so new and nobody was used to seeing these things on the internet. And it was just like a whole other ball game. And there weren't like law, as many laws protecting, you know, people and people I feel like were just so like cruel, like in all their comments and everything that I just can't imagine how traumatizing it had to be like for all these people and how they probably still like carry it with them a little bit to this day probably so since 2013 48 states have passed anti-revenge porn laws but it is still not a federal crime in 2010 there were no laws in place to criminalize Hunter Moore's behavior, um, making it difficult to stop him. Um, today, sites, sites such as Is Anyone Up would be found more in the dark corners of the internet, um, known as the dark web, um, or shut, or they would just be completely shut down. But in the 2010s, Is Anyone Up was big and it was definitely on the public domain and it was just global. So at least, you know, steps have been made moving forward to just keep slowly stopping anything like this from ever happening again. And it's just important to keep in mind how easy it is to get your phone and your computer hacked, especially nowadays, like even more so than back during this whole Hunter Moore, you know, reign of terror. Like it's extremely common for people, both male and female, to take nude photos of themselves whether they're sending it to a significant other or just taking it for themselves and the amount of people who know how to hack now is insane like regardless of if it's in your pictures or videos or social media like you just see it so much like you know like my my instagram's been hacked before and somebody sent random messages to people or you know, people get a hold of your credit card numbers, they take your money. Like it's just so common that you really have to like be aware of the possibility of it happening. So some of today's stats kind of just show how much people are still taking these like new photos. The ninth annual singles in America survey found that 38% of young singles between the ages of 18 and 22 have sent an X-rated image of themselves. More than half of singles have received a personal photo and 44% of young men have shared an image of their private parts. 
In comparison, only 25% of Gen Xers admitted to sharing nude image. And among baby boomers, only 11% said that they had participated in sending photos. College age Americans born after 2001 are not shy when it comes to sending naked photos of themselves, according to a new study. The ninth annual Singles in America survey funded by the dating app Match was taken more than 5,000 single men and women in the U.S. um, And they found that millennials, so those born between 1981 and 1996, were not too far behind in the sexting department with 37% confessing to sharing a nude photo with someone. But it was significantly less popular among Generation X So people who are currently in their late 40s and 50s with only about 25% saying they have shared images um, with other people. And of course, older singles from the greatest generation were most reluctant of any age group to make, you know, take any of these types of pictures with only 3% admitting to doing doing it, Um, which isn't that surprising. Um, So... Yeah, it just goes to show how it's getting bigger and bigger, and you just need to be careful. No one is safe from this. I mean, not even celebrities. You hear, like, a lot of celebrities who have gotten hacked, and then their private photos get leaked, whether it was from, like, the cloud or however they got got a hold of the picture, but literally nobody is safe from this type of crime. So just be very cautious and careful with, you know, um, sending sensitive photos and information and stuff like that with people. And a lot of this information came from Newsweek, Wikipedia, Refinery29, and Daily Mail. And of course, um, the documentary itself, The Most Hated Man on the Internet on Netflix. Next to Spencer Pratt. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... I got to say, though, this guy's way worse than Spencer. Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) Spencer was just a dick. This guy is just whatever is way past that. Pure evil. (laughs) Yeah. Pure evil. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I like doing these kinds of stories. Well, not because it makes my blood boil. Right. (laughs) But I like it just. You know, and I'm sure so many people have already seen it on Netflix. Um, but maybe there are some people who don't have Netflix, so don't know what's going on. Right. So I do like to share some of it because I want people to be aware. Like these are ones that, you know, we hope people can learn from and take with the knowledge of like, you can either hurt somebody very bad by forwarding the pictures, you know, or if you're sending them to, like I said, it's your boyfriend or a friend or whoever, like you just, you can't trust that that relationship that you're not going to break up, you know, and they're going to get sent, you know, like. Right. And I could see that being so hard too, because like, you know, when you like fully trust someone and you're like, they would never do that. Even if we broke up, they would never do that. It's like people, change their colors very quickly especially in breakups so it's like you really just have to keep that in the back of your mind even though you like you can still fully have trust in a person but you got to look out for yourself too and i I mean i get it like you know you want to be sexy with your man and be like hey 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 (laughs) hey hey hey. (laughs) 
we can't be together tonight, but you know, sweet dreams, you know, right. I get it. You want to feel sexy. You want to feel, you know, but I don't know, find other ways, I guess. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, it sucks. And even Snapchat, it says it disappears. People can screenshot that bitch. Like don't right. do it. Yeah. You're not even, not even safe on freaking Snapchat, man. I think that's like one of the worst ones of all of them. And that's probably where it happens the most too. So yeah, I just want people to to be aware and you know just use your noggin. Once it's on the internet, no matter what it says, deleted, gone. It's never deleted and gone. It can be found. Like oh, always. Yeah. So he for sure lives up to the name <laughs> most hated man on the internet. Um, I hope that he hides in his everyday life from people who yell at him on the street because i mean if she not will throw her drink on him <laughs> yeah I, I will throw my drink on him if i see him <laughs> but if not at least he did go to prison and anonymous annihilated him so i don't think yeah. he went for as long as he should have but yeah i agree two and a half years he for sure should have gotten longer but yeah anonymous is my favorite part of this entire story (laughs) absolutely they rock cheers to anonymous cheers to anonymous love your cup by the way thanks but yeah guys that was um that was all about Hunter Moore. AKA. Watch the doco. I mean, I know we pretty much just told you, but watching the documentary, it, it gives it so much more actually seeing it and seeing people's faces. and Oh, yeah. Seeing like their like raw emotions from like reliving, you know, everything that that everything that happened. But yeah, so that was that was this week's story. Hopefully, if you didn't see it. Or even if you did, you know you got riled up just like us <laughs> made your blood yeah. boil let us know let us know how pissed off you were what you thought yep whole time watching it i was like just enraged <laughs> i was just like mad the whole time i was just like i knew you would i knew you would be <laughs> yes when i was over i was like oh, okay so um i got something for you to go do mm-hmm. yep oh my gosh horrible i do want to watch it was the same creators i'm pretty sure as the netflix documentary don't fuck with cats i don't know if you saw that i started it and never finished it okay i need to go back i never started it but i'm i'm definitely more interested in going to watch it now um knowing that it's like the same creators and anonymous went after someone in that too i know probably the one that was like killing the cats or beating the cats or whatever he was doing damn well i'm glad they went after them then but yeah, that that one's definitely one that I want to watch next. But yeah, um, so thank you guys so much for sticking around. And I believe there's only like two more weeks left of our raffle. Yes. So you best get your tickets in. Go to horrorwineandcrime.com and click that donate button. Um, if you or confused or whatever or just reach out to us through our social medias and we can assist but yeah definitely don't want to miss don't want to miss that 
summer camp sleepaway giveaway. Woo woo. Get your tickets in $1. Okay. Well, thanks you guys for sticking around. Hopefully you sipped around. Hopefully you didn't get so mad that you're like, fuck this guy and turn it off. Fuck this and fuck um, them for talking about him. <laughs> and, uh, we will be back again next week with uh, another riveting story. Yes, yes. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, until next time, stay creepy. We got to go. Bye. Bye.